0: Welcome in, as always, to Hate the Player, Not the Game, here on a cold Wednesday morning. This show has the worst of luck with cold weather, as uh, it is starting to fall hard right now. So I would expect it to continue to fall throughout the day. But um, yeah, you're going to be very icy conditions out there for uh, everybody here at the University of Missouri. Um, as always, gonna get started with stealing signs. The MLB pitchers and catchers are finally reporting, and the baseball season's about to get underway. Spring training games will start at about one and a half weeks, I believe. So should be fun to get finally get some baseball again after a Very controversial off-season, to say the least. Um, But before that, going to talk a little bit more off-season news because stuff is still going on that's technically off-season stuff, even though it's really not yet. All right, so uh, the Mookie Betts trade has finally gone through, reported on that last week during the show. But um, yeah, that whole trade package has finally been approved. Um, the hangup, it seems, was with uh, Gratterall, the Twins pitching prospect. Um, Red Sox uh, doctors didn't like what they saw, so he ends up going to the Dodgers. The Dodgers will instead send a different prospect to the Red Sox to get the deal done. But um, big pieces in the trade Peterson to the Angels, Gratterall to the Dodgers, alongside. David Price and Wookiee Betts, uh, Alex Verdugo, and I believe one other, one or two other prospects from the Dodgers will be going to the Red Sox. And uh, Kenta Maeda is going to the Twins. So should be a uh, pretty big trade. This has a lot of ramifications. Um, I think Maeda probably is going to do very well with the Twins. Um, he'll probably be a starter there. Instead of just a reliever, so should be good for him. But uh, moving on to some more controversial news the uh, MLB and Commissioner Rob Manfred, I said that wrong, Rob Manfred, um, have kind of been floating around the idea of a new playoff format. And uh, I am not a big fan of this. This is uh, one of the most absurd. Pieces of just anything to come out of the MLB. Well, since the last time they did this, which was pretty much pace of play issues, I believe, feel with the Manfred administration. Not the biggest fan of Rob Manfred, in case you couldn't tell. Um, What involved two more wildcard teams for the league, for each league, which is pretty, pretty stupid, I feel like, honestly. I think five teams in the playoffs was pushing it to an extent. To have seven in each de- each league just doesn't feel right. Like, at that point, more of the teams in the playoffs are wildcard teams and division winners, and that's really not how the MLB has ever functioned. And uh, even worse, the idea to let teams pick which wildcard team they face is terrible. <laughs> uh, might as well just do what the NBA does and just do straight seeding and then give the that's the worst thing. The first number one seed would have a bye in this first round, which is just way too big of an advantage for what might be a one or two game difference between the number one team and the number two team in the league. I mean, you saw it with years like, uh, like two years ago where you had four teams in the NL. The Dodgers, the Rockies, the Cubs, and the Brewers all huddled around the same amount of wins. Um, you saw even with that, two of those teams after the playing games had to go to a wild card game. And two of them were the number one and number two seeds in the NL. Um, but in this case, that one game would just be way too big of ramifications. Uh, this is really, I feel like, this just feels like some really weird idea that they're throwing out there to see like hey maybe baseball fans will like this um baseball fans will not like this just just it's just not a good thing to do because I feel like this is to try to get the top seeds in each league to the end more than usual especially the number one seed by just, stinks of it um the MLB has ever been about that i mean in recent years like the top it's been around the top two teams in each league will like fight for it to go to the world series but i mean with this i don't think you get series stories like the uh, washington nationals last year the royals and the giants in 2014 um the cubs in 2015 uh, who really kind of feel like they came out of nowhere. But, um, yeah, stuff like that just doesn't feel like it would happen with this uh, with this wild card idea. So I'm not, not a big fan of this. Um, all right, moving on from uh, a little bit of ranting. Max Muncie agrees to a three-year extension with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So a big week for the Dodgers this week uh, valued at 26 million dollars but it will also include a 13.5 million option for that fourth year um, pretty big deal to lock down this guy um Max Muncie's only been in the league for a few years but he is actually 29 um, certainly not playing like it he uh did very good last year hit 251 had a war of 5.7 so uh this is a great deal for the Dodgers. I mean, great deal for Max Muncy, too, because you never know where his production is going to go, and now he has that money locked up. Um, Yeah, but buying six wins a season for that price is definitely worth it. I don't think he'll ever have a year like he had last year. Um, Last year he had like 35 home runs, but yeah, just a great deal all around for the Los Angeles Dodgers all right, moving on to some ownership stuff. The New York Mets deal falls through with Cohen, and they are now back up for sale, reportedly, for a much larger amount. Um, yeah, so basically what happened here was the Will Ponds want to keep control for five more years, but they just wanted Cohen to pay for it. So that's absolutely insane, not how businesses work, especially not how sports franchises work a big allure to owning a sports franchise is being able to control it. Um, And not controlling it for five years, just not something you would go for. Um, Cohen was right to pull out with that absurdity. Um, Like he would like that, that deal doesn't make any sense. Um, It just give control to the past owners who have no stake in the matter. And now just, yeah, this doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, moving on to some happier news. Hunter Pence is going back to the Giants in a one-year deal. So uh, very good to have one of the playoff heroes for the San Francisco Giants coming back after a year in Texas. were some reports that he was going other places, but uh, should be a great year now that he is playing better again. He really had a resurgent year in Dallas last year, so should be a lot of fun now. All right. Lastly, finally, the Tampa Bay Rays are still planning on going on with a two-city plan with Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and, of course, St. Petersburg. So this would get two markets for the team, but it would also mean both cities would only get 40 games a year. Um, I really feel like this deal is just to, uh, just to pressure St. Pete into releasing the Rays from their deal with Tropicana Field. Um. Yeah Um. So I think this is just posturing um, I don't think Montreal is actually Going to get a team and I think if they do It would really be just the Rays moving really To Montreal um, Which I don't think would be a good Situation for anybody I would prefer The Expos came back in A expansion but if we get the Expos Back I will be Rocking a lot of Expos uh, Memorabilia um, yeah. Still one of the best logos in the league. That logo, I really feel many people have wrote and glasses for baseball in Quebec. all right welcome back to hate the player not the game on kcou 88.1 fm thank you for tuning in on this wednesday morning i'm gonna be looking in the general direction of the nba right now um no surprise here We're gonna start off with the new orleans pelicans and the zion williamson uh, experience uh zion williams show kicking into full gear right now um yeah, winning last of their thir- three of their last three. So a three-game win streak. I can't speak English right now. Um looking very good right now. Being a very hot team in the Trail Blazers yesterday and the Pacers before that. So they definitely look more comfortable than before and now it's at 23 and 31. Very close to that playoff spot. Uh, Brandon Ingram continues to ball out and impress me now with almost 25 points per game and a player efficiency of 20.7. However, the big star in main show in town, the real draw of the New Orleans Pelicans even more than the all-star that really says something is Zion Williamson. Uh, This show is slowly slipping to just being all about him. He's just so much fun to watch and has immediately become one of the best parts of the Pelicans offense. 19.8 points per game, 7.5 rebounds per game, player efficiency of 22.5. Uh just a great all-around player in defensive player. Um shooting great from the line too, shooting great from everywhere really to be honest. Um yeah, Zion just continues to surprise me. He's a really special player. Um Yeah, just everything he does always feels like it's meant to go in the basket. He just, like, just something about him athletically is very special. So uh, I think he's really going to develop into eventually being one of the best players in the NBA. He's starting to get up there right now. He's having a great start to his career in New Orleans. All right, talking about the other Pelicans, Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick also look great. Lonzo Ball has completely come into his own. I really believe will develop into one of the best pass-first point guards in the league. Um, Just always finds somebody there. Everything is looking up for the Pelicans right now. The future in the Big Easy looks incredibly bright. Um, Pelicans are... Definitely gonna start to go somewhere. This team looks really good. All right, moving on to the less fun teams in the Western Conference. Let's look at the Denver Nuggets, who now sit at thirty-eight and sixteen, and second in the West. Huge comeback against the Spurs a few nights ago really shows just how gritty this team is, as they always just stay in games and make their case for how they can win the West. Adds yeah, a hole this year. Um, Nicola Hot. Hoch- Jokic Wow, I really cannot speak English today Leads the team in points with 20 Rebounds with 10 And assists with 7 A player efficiency of 25 Absolutely insane Showing why no other player impacts their team's play In his way More than him um, I think when you're really talking about big men in this league um, Big men That really aren't shoot Shooting players Although Jokic and Certainly, shoot. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody has the same impact he does. Um, Will Bar and Jamal Murray are both great pieces around him. Millsap still looks good, and even Mizzou's own Michael Porter Jr. is getting in on the fun. And with increased minutes, is starting to uh, really impress me. I think he's going to develop and uh, get back from that injury um, that really took him out for a while, and uh, develop into a solid player in the NBA which is really all you can ask for with somebody coming back from that bad of an injury that takes them out for that long. All right. Moving on to the final Western conference team, a team near and dear to my heart, the terrible mess. That is the Santa Cruz warriors playing in the new chase center in San Francisco, California, uh, Really, the story with the Warriors right now is that Andrew Wiggins is on the team, and he actually looks good. Uh, 21 points average in his last two games. Um, he's adjusting to a new system right now, but, um, I mean, it's really because there's nobody around him to take away points from him, but he's doing good. He's doing good. He looks good in the system. He doesn't look like the same player he was in Minnesota. So hopefully he... Uh, Hopefully he continues to develop, and when everybody comes back from their injuries next year, um, they can do something really good. This year, complete wash for the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, outside of him, not much going on. On um, A lot of players getting playing time. Uh, Eric Paschal and Damian Lee continue to develop well. Um, Damian Lee just had a fantastic game the other night with 26 points, I believe, and the rest of the team is just so young. That they are hard to judge right now. Um, yeah, but hopefully for the Bay, they get a very high draft pick with the lottery this year. And a draft player who can immediately contribute and develop in a great environment. And uh, hopefully the Warriors get up to being a good team instead of one of the worst in the NBA yet again. All right, moving on to the Eastern Conference. Let's look at the insane Toronto Raptors. Um extend their winning streak to fifteen. Just uh yeah, crazy for them right now. Um I don't really know what else to say. They're very good. I there's no flaws in this team. I'm gonna be completely honest, there isn't. Uh yeah. They're six and a half games back at the Milwaukee Bucks, which it's crazy because the Milwaukee Bucks looks like one of the best teams to ever play in the regular season in the NBA. But, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Pascal Siakam looks like one of the best players in the league um, right now. Um, 34 points against the t Wolves the other night and uh, 24 points per game overall for a power forward who came from the place he did. Um, Really, like, this is the G... Like, the G League doesn't really need to advertise itself outside Pascal Siakam. When I say what place he came from, he came from, he developed through the Raptor system. And he, like, if he went straight to the NBA, I don't think you see this happening. But he just looks fantastic right now. Um, Kyle Lowry, still fantastic. Um, great partner in crying for Siakam instead of... Leonard this year uh, Van fan fleet is a great shooting guard and the rest of the team still looks pretty good. Um, yeah, this is where I would put my flaws with the Raptors if I had any, but they're great right now. Um, I think they're going to c- keep continuing playing great until something happens. They hit a whole hit a roadblock and a team having a really good game. But right now uh, nothing's stopping the Raptors. Okay, so I guess some teams are in these are losing games like the uh, Boston Celtics, who were riding a seven game win streak, but uh lost last night by eleven to the Houston Rockets. Um yeah, Jason Tatum was such a huge threat with twenty two points per game and seven rebounds. Um really developing into being the best player from that draft. Any uh, Kanter is a surprisingly good addition for the team with eight rebounds and nine points per game. Jalen Brown continues to be one of the best, most solid shooting guards in the league um, now that he doesn't have his uh, iconic haircut. Um, so not going to get over that. Um, Kimball Walker, it's a free agency surprise of last year in my mind. I thought he was going to come to the Celtics and really have a hard time fitting in with the system, but he's doing great with uh, Brad Stevens and company. Um, they have a great shot to go all the way this year, at least as good as anybody else in the East, I feel like, and should be a lot of fun to watch down the stretch. I mean, with the East right now, I mean, you have the 76ers who are really good in terms of talent wise i don't think any three teams can compete with the celtics raptors and bucks um i think i think whoever gets the first seed which is gonna it's gonna be the bucks it's gonna have a major advantage uh, celtics and raptors are gonna have to fight each other hard um with the two and three seeds. but it'll be a lot of fun this year this this year is going to be great for the eastern conference playoffs and uh finally with the little bit of time i have left we're looking in the general direction of the NBA It's a team I have not covered at all this year. It's the Detroit Pistons who have now officially given up after trading Andre Drummond for basically nothing to Cleveland. Um, their best player by far right now is Derrick Rose and uh, amid Blake Griffin being injured yet again, 18.5 points per game is good for him because he's still getting back to where he was, where Prime D. Rose, uh, MVP Dave Rose was insane, but uh losing Drummond is just throwing in the towel and giving up, really. I mean, Griffin's always hurt. Um I I don't I don't know what it is with him and injuries. He just always is injured. Um not much else of substance going on. Um considering just how barren they are. I th- they're gonna go full take mode, I feel like, and I wouldn't expect them to really even try to win this year. Um, things are going to have to get a lot better in Detroit before they start getting better. And I think they can start getting better pretty soon. Um, but for right now, it is the Derek Rose Show in Detroit, Michigan. All right. After the break, going to hit you up with some Survivor Winners at War power rankings. After this break, thank you for listening to Hate the Player, Not the Game on KCOU 88.1 FM. This is how we... welcome back to hate the player not the game uh i am lucas owens uh very frightening not knowing what weather is going on outside here it is going to be a very icy evening so make sure to be careful out on those columbia roads but uh yeah gonna go in with uh some survivor winners at war power rankings um yeah um i'm just really gonna shoot from the hip here um I, I have my rankings, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun to explain them. Um, all right, singing in at number 20, Jeremy Collins, um, his interview coming in, didn't really give me the best of hope. I think he's going to come in playing a little too lax. I think that will hurt him in the end. This game is going to start as soon as they hit the beach. So, uh, should be a hard time for him, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight but I don't have too much faith in his performance all right number 19 is Amber Mariano who's tied with Ethan Zahn for longest time ago playing I think that's gonna hurt her as she, she did play a good game in all-stars which she won but um she really did that by playing with her then boyfriend, now husband rob mariano who's also in this game um and really not making enemies with people like he was um so i don't know how that's gonna work out for her this time um i could see her going pretty early so uh we'll just have to see with her all right number 18 is tony it's winner of survivor kageyan um After Game Changers, I just really have no faith in him not being a lunatic this time. I think his threat level is just far too high, and uh, I don't really see him going that far in this one. Um, Yeah, I think the winners are going to see what's happening immediately if he tries to do what he did the last few times. And, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to last, and I think he's going to go pretty easily. All right, number 17, Ben Bergen, winner of Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. Um, ben, I think, has a chance to get decently far in this game just because of how much of a physical threat he is. But um, I think they're going to try to get him out as soon as possible because of his penchant for uh, finding idols. I don't think that's going to work too good for him. Um he had a hard time playing the social game last time in Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. Played the other two parts of the game very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, just have to see what happens for him uh, tonight. All right, next up is Ethan Zahn. Again, tied with Dan Mariano for having played the last time. But uh, the first winner to be on... Survivors winners at war, of course, he won season three Africa. So it uh, should be fun seeing him back again He did have a bout with cancer luckily defeated that um, So I think it will be a lot of fun to see him play again. This game has changed a lot though That's the only reason I'm a little hesitant, but really he's down here in the bottom five But these are some of the best players to ever play. So I don't really like feel like that's too much of a like a comment on him. I think he's still going to be a good player out there, but just this cast is so sacked that it's going to work against him. All right. Number 15 is Nick Wilson, winner of survivor David versus Goliath. He's really at the time that he played this game, he was really new to it. So, I could see that working for him or working against him. I don't know the type of personal agency he'll have. I think that could be his downfall towards the end if he tries to start making too many moves, but uh, it should be a lot of fun for the uh, Bayou Nick. All right. Next up is Sandra diaz Um, Again, this is this is really no comment on her, more just what she's going in with, being the only two-time winner. Um. I think people are going to try to get her out early. She she's a fantastic social player. She won the two time first two times she played, so that's going to work against her. I feel like so. Yeah, I don't really know. All right, next up is the Shallow at number thirteen. Again, same with Sandra, just too good of a player. Her last two times, um, especially Micronesia, she dominated that game, which she of course won. Um. So that could work against her. I don't think people are going to fall for the same tricks as usual. Um, Yeah, a fantastic social player, though. So who knows what's going to happen? All right, number 12 is Massachusetts, Boston, Rob Mariano. Um, Yeah, just like the previous three, this is really where I'm sticking these players that their reputation is just going to kill them in this game. Um, Where, like, everybody thinks they're gonna be very good so they're gonna take them out early so they can't start making their game and working their game up all right number 11 natalie anderson winner of san juan del sur um i only put her this low just because her season was so crazy and unpredictable that i don't really know what um what to expect this time around. She was a really strong player in San Juan del Sur. She did tr- almost try to fight Jean Rocker, but, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen this time. Um, I think she could do fantastic or she could not do good. Uh, I don't really know anymore. Um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun to watch her go out and play, but what happens, I have no idea. All right, that is the first 10 after this very short break. I will be bringing you the top 10. And uh, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. And uh, I'll give you a hint of that with this next song. Thank you for listening. all right welcome back and uh, in case you couldn't tell from that song this top 10 is very winner, uh woman heavy woman winners heavy i should say um yeah i think the women in this season are just a lot stronger than the men i think they're gonna come in a very very good um yeah i will say four of the top five are women so it will be a great season for the female castaways Hopefully we'll finally get a female winner again. I for sure am predicting it right now, but, uh, just have to see. All right. Coming in at number 10, big surprise, Sophie Clark. Um, yeah, I kind of put her in the Natalie Anderson camp of don't really know how she's going to play with people this big as her season was, uh, more, let's just say rambunctious than usual. Um, yeah, that last season she was on was pretty crazy, so should be an interesting time for her out here. I think she can be a very good social player. She really dominated the social game her last time around, so it uh, could work very well for her. All right, number nine is Yul Kwan, the man from Los Altos, California, just a few minutes away from me in San Jose. Um, Yeah, just a fantastic player. Um, been doing a lot since he won Cook Islands, but uh, it's back to play. I think he's gonna do great right this time around. Um, so it should be a lot of fun to watch him. Um, I think people aren't gonna uh, worry about, except for I should say Parvati is gonna be very worried about him, considering what he did last time he played and just dominating the game. Uh, past the merge. Um, so. That'll be something to worry about but this time I think uh, Once he gets past that he'll be very good to go Right number eight. It's Wendell Holland winner of ghost island. Um, I Think he goes into this game. as a fantastic social player Um, I think everybody really wants to work with him. He's just a fantastic guy Um, I do believe we'll have to Kind of start being a villain of sorts that he really wasn't in ghost island if he wants to win this game which i'm not sure how that's gonna work for him um but uh yeah it should be a fun time for wendell out there on the island all right number seven is tyson apostle winner of blood versus water he f- did a fantastic job in that game but uh yeah now he's going in to this game uh with a lot of experience under his belt. I think that's going to work for him. I also think in terms of the male winners, he's definitely on the lower tier of the totem pole in terms of threat level. So that will help him a lot um, and ultimately why I have him ranked as my second highest man. All right. Number six is Kim Spradlin. Kim Spradlin, of course, winner of survivor one world dominating that, um, I think the way she dominated that game will hurt her a little bit, but I think she's going to work her magic again. She did a great job there. It's been long enough that I think people will forget about it a little bit, but, um, yeah, I think she'll do fantastic this time around. All right, Number five is Sarah Lucina, um, after people get over how scary she looks just because of the way her face work looks. Um, I Definitely deal with that sometimes too with just facial expressions, but um, should be a good time for her out there. Um, great social player, great strategical player. Um, so should be great out in Fiji again. She's also played on these beaches before, but she's more a part of the older group of players, so um, that definitely could work to her advantage. And when I say older, I am mean being like kind of the middle of the pack, not. The new age player. She play. She started playing around five years ago, which doesn't seem like that long ago. But considering this has only been on for 20, 20 years, um, definitely puts it back there. All right, number four is Dandy Boatwright, winner of Survivor Guatemala. Um, she again just was a fantastic player that time around, really using strategy to get. All the way to the end one of the best female winners Um in terms of strategy I would say so that's gonna work to her advantage Um, but yeah, I think she'll have a great time out there in fiji and uh, we'll get far in this game All right number three and My top male winner going into the season. It's adam klein another bay area born player from burlingame um Yeah, he's just a fantastic player. He's just a great social player. I think he's going to use his excitement about it to his advantage, just kind of looking like he's just happy to be there. And I think he's going to go far again. Um, What he does in the end with that, it's going to be very interesting. Um, If he can turn that around like he did last time, that's certainly going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder to get a GOAT in this season like it was in past seasons, and of course, these are all winners. So, um, yeah, just have to see what happens there. All right, number two, Denise Bradley, winner of Philippines. Um, fantastic player going in with a great mindset, a strong female physical player. Um, really, I just, I just love the way Denise plays the game. She didn't make a lot of enemies out in Philippines, so that worked to her advantage. She. Won that jury vote pretty handily. Um, should be a good time for her out here in Fiji because she is definitely... The I'm just gonna the woman on this cast are stacked, and she comes in on the lower tier of that, but that's just because of how good this cast is. And uh, if number one wasn't my winner pick, she would definitely be number one. Um, I think she can go far in this game. And I think she's going to go far with a lot of agency. I think she has a very good chance of winning this game and becoming the second two-time winner. All right, and finally, my winner pick. I've already revealed this. It's Michelle Fitzgerald. Um, I really just have this because she's my winner pick. I think she's a fantastic social player, uh, one of the best to ever play the social game. Um, especially, I i see her win over Aubrey in that final three in Cal Wrong as just exemplary of why she is such a good player because Aubrey played that game a strategic way and she just played social. She like that's how good of a social player that was she was. That's how much everybody liked her was that they voted for her over Aubrey, who did a fantastic job social strategically in that game. But yeah, that is all I have for my survivor winners at Warcast rankings um game starting tonight should be a lot of fun make sure to tune into cbs at 7 p.m central time for that i'm um, gonna be a long premiere gonna be a very fun premiere i've heard um make sure to tune in for a lot of coverage pr- surrounding that game and uh a lot of fun but thank you for listening to hate the player not the game um make sure to stay safe out there on those roads it's gonna be very icy today very cold especially during the night it is going to freeze so uh have a great time out there and uh have a great rest of your wednesday morning and afternoon thank you for listening